Alrighty, yo guys, and welcome to another week's episode of A Horse's Journey. This is episode 6. Now, this is going to be an interesting episode. I've got some shade to throw, some things to say, and some opinions to share. So, if you're not down for that, I would leave now. If you so are, stay around. This is going to be an interesting one. Okay guys, this is the second time I've tried to record this because I got too angry last time and ended up ranting about completely off-topic things that were just not happening. So, this week's episode is going to be talking a little bit about training talk, specifically talking about um, traditional training. I'm not here for it, I'll tell you right now. So if you're the sort of person that beats the crap out of the horse to get them to do what they will do what you want, leave. <laughs> Feel free to leave. Bye. Anyway, I think there is such a... A new a new era of education that's coming around that's showing us that positively training our horses is great. And I don't mean you feed them a treat every time they take a step. That's great. Cool. If some people do that, I totally respect that. Congrats to you, man. You are awesome. I haven't figured out how to use food without my horse biting me. That's just because I haven't put enough time into it. But the simple thing is for me is horses learn by pressure and release and by repetition. To teach your horse to lead, you uh, put a little bit of pressure on the halter and they walk forwards and you let it go and you say, good boy, you're amazing, well done. And slowly that builds and it builds from one step to two steps to three steps to four steps and not only do you build to four steps, you build a relationship and you build to racing down the beach. You build a relationship and you build your steps at the same time. And that is what I want as a trainer, as, as a horse person, as a human, as a horse lover. It's that simple. I don't want to beat my horse into doing what I think he should do. Because a lot of the time, horses with aggression problems... I just want to point something out. Humans are only ever born with two fears. They are born with the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. That's it. You're not... Everything else you're afraid of now, you've acquired. You've learnt. I am afraid of slugs. And that's a pretty silly fear, even when I say it out loud. Everyone's like, just think of them as snails with shells. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. But the reality is I just don't want to. You know, it's a good topic of conversation. <laughs> but I really don't like slugs. I really don't like slugs. Um, but I learned that fear. I was not born being afraid of slugs. I didn't come out the womb like, oh my god, slugs are going to eat me. Slugs can do nothing to me in reality. I could put my toe on it and it's just going to die. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not doing me any harm unless it's kill a slug. But I don't know how that works. And... Personally, I have realised that training a horse out of fear is only going to get you into shit in a bad situation. If that horse panics, they're not going to listen to you because you're not the secure and strengthful leader. Strengthful? What a fabulous word. Strengthful. Strong leader that they need. You're not the sort of stallion or lead mare that says, no, it's okay, we don't need to move away, There there is no predator. It is just a monkey, you know? You've got to be that person that can tell them that they don't need to move away and they don't need to be afraid of that. But can we do that as horse people? I do question it sometimes. I had an experience yesterday that I'm not going into detail yet. I don't know if I will ever. I hope I will because I have things to say about it and things to share about it that I'm not cool with. Um, but the essential thing is is that I'm okay and all my horses are okay, but they almost one of them almost wasn't. And because of this stupid person who thought that they knew what they were doing, I now have a horse with a hell of a lot of emotional damage that I'm going to have to fix. 
And that's why we as horse people have to remember that when we take someone else's horse, when we work with someone else's horse, when we work with a horse, everything we do with them is training. I totally agree with that. I don't mean go out every day and every time you take your cover off, you're training them to stand, 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 stand. Well, you sort of are, aren't you? But I mean, you're not focusing on, you have to stand, you have to stand. You're just going on taking this cover off now, you know? But every time you're with your horse, they're learning something more about you. And now that horse has learned that people are to be afraid, are to be scared of and that he can't trust anymore and the sad thing is I know this has happened to him before because it's a problem that he's had for a while and it's one that I worked on and we could do gently together and he would be great but then this person's ruined it and that frustrates me because he'll remember what happened yesterday for the rest of his life I will remember what happened yesterday for the rest of my life and that person doesn't really seem to care and I don't think that person would care and the biggest thing that I have to say is that I just think that we need to think more about how we are training and building relationships with our horses. I'm sure that most of my listeners are wonderful, wonderful people and you guys are all training your horses the best way for them. But, of course, probably no one that actually does this will hear this. But I wanted to share my take on it in my place of the world. And this is my place of the world. This is where I come to talk about horses and come to talk about the things I'm learning with horses and the horses and what they're learning and what I have learned and what the horse have learned in the last 24 hours are totally different. I have learned so much and he has lost so much. He has lost his faith. He has lost his trust. He has lost so many different things because of one stupid person. Me, on the other hand, I have gained. I haven't gained from the situation. I lost because he was hurt and I lost because I saw him getting hurt. But I also gained because I realised that I can make a difference to this happening again and I can make a difference to who I choose to allow to handle my horse and how I handle anybody's horses, how I handle anyone's horses. I now know that whatever I do with this horse is going to affect him for the rest of his life because he will remember. And he will. He will. I promise you, he'll remember. So just remember that next time you're out with your horse. Whatever you do with them, they remember. And I never realised that. Well, I did, but not the way I realise it now. Is that, yes, he's going to remember. And so from that, I need to train positively. And training positively to me means that you're using pressure and release, you're using clear signals to talk to your horse and to teach him new things, and using big rewards when they get it right. And I'm not saying give him a hard feed every time he does a rear. Woo! That's a little bit big of a reinforcer, although your horse could get fat, and that's a good thing when you when you have standard breeds. But um, just please, just tell him he's a good boy. They learn how we're feeling off the affirmation of our voices. Do you know what I mean? Like if we're saying "good boy" and if we're going "Harley" or "Rajay" and we're growling at them, they know because that voice has suddenly got like this, and they learn the association with this voice. Understood? Do you know what I mean? Whereas I'm going, good boy, he's going, oh my god, she's she's happy right now, I obviously did something right, she's released all the pressure and she's using that goddamn annoying squeaky voice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They learn repetition and they learn, it's like behavioural waves, Do you know what I mean? It's it's a, it, there we, of course there's going to be an exception to the rule, but at the moment I'm talking about just why the rules are wrong. <laughs> we need to be training our horses positively and we need to be training and building relationships with our horses and there's so many people in the world that agree with this now and that are starting to show <laughs> starting to show how much they actually realize this by giving our horses variety and not jumping them in the arena every day maybe taking them to the beach one day and going to the forest another day and going and doing this another day by giving our horses variety we give them so much do you know what I mean like there's just so much more for them if we treat them well 
and if we give them the right food. And the funny thing is, I feel another thing we are just so quick to do is judge each other for our journeys. This is almost oh, like the rant podcast, guys. We need to be more respectful of each other's journeys. Everyone is on their own journey and everyone is doing the best with what they best best that they can with what they have. They are doing the best that they can with what they have. And we have to remember that. And I know it's hard. And I know not everyone deserves forgiveness. But forgive everybody, guys. <laughs> Woo! Yay for the Tree Huggers podcast. Just kidding. But this is what worked for me. Because I was very angry and I was very bitter. And I wasn't sleeping and I was miserable. And I was like, you know what? Actually, I forgive myself. And I forgive... I forgive the people that were involved in yesterday. And I forgive that day for being so awful to me because do you know what? It's there's no point in dwelling on it now. I just gotta move forwards and I have to educate more people. And that's what I'm realizing. I have to educate more people to positively and train their horses with a relationship, not beat them into doing stuff. <laughs> it's honestly. Horses are amazing. And the relationship we can have with them is amazing, but we have to do it the right way and so that it makes us happy, you know, both of us happy. There's so many behaviours that I'm going to change about myself and the way I train my horses because I've realised so many amazing things and that I don't want to have (sighs) traditional training in my life at all. I just, I think we definitely horses need told and they need guidance and they need clear instructions, but that doesn't mean you have to smack the shit out of them. Ever. And that's my opinion. (laughs) And that is my dead talk. But anyway, talking more into the training side of things. How do I train? So, essentially, when I'm training, all I'm looking for is the right behavior. I don't care how long it takes or how slow it is. I am looking for the right behavior, and I do that slowly. When I bought Harley, I was told he had a floating problem, and so I was like, okay, cool, I'll deal with that. And you know what? I did deal with that, and I have floated him, gosh, even just It'll be just under 10 times in a year and three months that I've had him. Um, And... Like, okay, 10 is not very much. We didn't have a flow, though. So let's, let's take that into consideration. Um, and he has been very good pretty much every time. But you can't force him as the other thing, which is the frustrating part. And usually when you take him anywhere, he's hard to get on at the other end. And that's why he needs continuous positive training. Because as soon as you get, like, you have to get on the float, he's like, nah, not happening. And then you just, you lose all of it. You lose everything. And it doesn't work anymore. And that is my TED talk. <laughs> That's pretty much the basics though. Like, you know, it's, it, he was someone that taught me a lot because you had to work how he worked. Otherwise, yeah, it was like, if the system doesn't work, work the system. Do you know what I mean? And, um, that's important to me. It's really important to me, actually, that people are adapting to each different horse. Maybe some horses work better being told off all the time. Maybe other horses work better off being reassured all the time or reinforced all the time. And we just have to remember that as people, we learn different too. And that's the same for horses. And they, I know the science is that horses don't have a frontal lobe. And as far as I'm aware, like, that means that they don't have feelings or emotions like they don't feel sad or they don't feel happy but I definitely think they feel something and they connect to people and things around them in a way that is unexplainable and I think that's important for us to follow that and to build on that because if you can get that connection that that unexplainable connection between horse and man you have a partner for life. And I met someone recently. Uh, well, I didn't meet her. I met her ages ago. But got to know someone recently who said to me, she's like, I don't actually float train my horses. She says, I just tr- have built a relationship of trust where I expect them to trust me and respect me enough. Um, and I do the work to expect the respect and to expect the trust. And then they'll follow me anywhere. 
And I was like, thank you. Someone who finally doesn't say, if you just tell him off, he'll do what you say. There are so many different reasons for behavior, and I feel like we don't look at that enough. And it just, it makes me smile so much with RJ these days. I adore RJ. He makes me so happy. But he's a nippy horse. It's just what he is. But I think that also could be due to his teeth needing done, so it's just something he's quite mouthy. Um, I <clears throat> am going to be getting his teeth done soon. Have no fear, but at the moment, you know, it's not really working with all the vets and stuff like that. Anyway, um, he is so cool, but he is nippy. And he has bit me twice, um, and that's because he hates um, sharing breath. I don't know if you know what that is. It was something that someone had told me about, and so I thought it was a good idea, but he bites. <laughs> he doesn't like it at all. He feels threatened, and I think that's just because he's a lower place in the herd. Um, and so he feels threatened by that, and he bit me on the shoulder once, and then I did a second time, and he bit me on the shoulder a second time. So I came to the conclusion that he doesn't like me breathing in his nose. Fair enough. Neither would I. Um, so I don't do that anymore. But, like, this morning, I cuddled him for ages because I was feeling a bit miserable, and I just hung off him, and he just stood there so good. And then we were, I was sort of leaning back on the other side of the gate, and he was being a bit of a wally, and I was playing with him a little bit. And then I went to put my arm, and he just went to nip me, and I was like, no. But all I said was no. And put my finger up. I did not lay a hand on him. I did not smack him. I did not be like, I am the boss. I am going to get into you now. That's not what I did. I just was like, no. And that's all he needed. That's all he needed was me to raise my hand and say no, because that was threatening to him, and he knew that I was saying that, like, that's not okay, I'm telling you, please don't, like, I, it's like, almost, you know when they snake and they threaten to bite them and that's how they move them, that was what that was for between the two of us, and you develop this way of communicating with the horse so that it makes sense to the horse and it makes sense to you, and people seem to realise, to, um, to forget that, and the other thing is that it's taken me this long to realise that if I just raise my arm and say no to him, he won't do it. And in that time I could have smacked him, I could have got a crop and given him a whack every time he tried to, you know, um, <laughs> bite me, but I didn't. And I finally figured out a way to avoid the biting, and that's by making sure that he knows I'm not going to hurt him. I am a calm, confident leader that I have no concerns about him biting me. He can bite me if he likes, but if he does, like, I'm like, I tell him that if he, like, I, I don't want him to bite me, and if he does, I will ignore it, but... It's that, it's that, don't bite me. And he knows now, don't bite me. And it sounds silly because I feel like that does sound really silly. Like I've said to him, don't bite me. Now he just doesn't bite me. But he will bite me again, I'm sure. Horses, it's just what horses do. You know, it's part of having a horse is getting hurt. <laughs> That's the reality of it. We try not to. That's the biggest goal is try not to. But the reality of it is, is they are big animals and it's what happens. Um, my arm is speaking for itself today. But this isn't a bite, by the way. <laughs> Not off the topic of bites. This was just other stuff. Um, and anyway, he um, he we've started to be, to sort of build this relationship. But also, he play fights with me, and he's funny because I can like use my hand like a bite, like a mouth, and be like, brr, brr, and he'll like nip at me and I'll nip at him. And so far, he's never got me. And it's not something that I do very often because I didn't don't want someone to come up to him. Maybe I don't know with a weird hand who does that to him, and I don't want him to bite them. But um, the thing is that the reality is if it's going to happen, it's going to happen, but I try not to play fight with him too much and I'm looking forward to getting my sister's horse, um, home. Kahu's coming home soon. Um, we've just got a couple of other wee things to sort out first. Kahu will be coming home though and him and RJ will get on like a house on fire. I have no doubts. And the cool thing is that Kahu's very playful as well. So I'm expecting to see a lot of mutual grooming and a lot of play fighting like between the two of them. Like I have a feeling they're going to be the best of buddies. Which is great. I'm very, very pleased about that. <laughs> but um, I, it's like, you know, while I've got this valuable time where it's just me and RJ, I 
am realizing that he has his own language, I have my own language, and the only way for us to build a relationship and to train together is to work together. One thing that I'm working on at the moment that I might touch on next week, I'll like write myself a note, um, talk about RJ's in hand bad. That's what my note says. I'll hopefully remember what I was talking about. Um, podcast. So essentially, I have been participating in this um, online little like dressage competition thingy. We like um, take part in a dressage test. You take a video of it with your standee, and then you get a bit of feedback. And then you do it again in two weeks, and you get a bit of feedback. I have hay fever. Just excuse me, sounding kind of nasally. Um, anyway, so I went to do it the other day, and I was like so excited, but I messed up RJ's routine. I didn't brush him. I didn't tie him up with a spy. I just led him straight from the paddock to the arena, and I went to do it, and he was a total dickbag. Sorry for the language, but that was a nice way to put it. He jumped around like a rodeo bronc next to me, and I was just like, "What are you doing?" And it was just the silliest thing I've ever seen. I was like, "What are you doing?" But. And that was probably actually the most frustrating day I'd have with him. I was like, what is he doing? But I think he was communicating to me that, one, he felt unsafe in a new arena that I literally biffed him in. The, usually our arena has jumps all through it. And it's got, like, all these obstacles. It was empty because I was like, I'll empty it out for the dressage test. And he was not comfortable with that. He was not happy with that at all. He really didn't cope with it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to rethink how I do that. And I definitely don't want to upset his routine. As much as I don't want him to get in too much routine so he doesn't get upset in future, I also need to make sure that I'm taking time to acclimatize him to new routines and things like that and that day wouldn't have gone so bad we ended up walking the test the whole time it was like 10 minutes long and I was like I'm not even going to bother posting that because he danced most of it so I was just like oh well and I'm actually going to go out and film it this afternoon um and do it then and I might even think about if you guys want to check it out I'll link something and we'll figure something out but um he is going to be good and I know he's going to be good because I'm going to do it in his paddock because at the moment I have a horse in the arena paddocked in the arena because our arena is an arena paddock um so I am going to get him going I'm going to do it in his paddock I'm going to muck out and then we we'll do it in his paddock and so it's in his comfy place you know it's all these things I'm going to be asking him some things that he's uncomfortable with like continuously trotting on the lead with me for a fair long time and so I think that he will definitely um come right and that we'll be able to work through it today even if we practice today then do it tomorrow and get it in that's all I want I just want him to try and I want to see him try for me that's the biggest thing and it's you know you're in the right relationship with a person when both of you try equally and I think it's the same thing with a horse is you both need to give enough for it to be easy if it's going to be if it's if it's your horse it's different if you're training someone's horse it probably won't always work the same way but I think with personally for me I need a horse who gives as much as I do and is a wee try hard I personally prefer them over the ones that are like nah you can try hard for me thank you because <laughs> I am that sort of person that's like I need you to like you know tell me that I'm doing the right thing and that I'm making progress and making sense to you and Audrey does that which is really good and it makes me really happy but anyway I guess that's probably mostly it for this week um my biggest thing was that we don't need to beat the crap out of a horse to get him on a truck. And we don't need to beat the whole crap out of a horse to get him to canter nicely. We need to communicate with a horse. We need to build a relationship with a horse that they tr when they trust and they respect us. And that is the only way ever that we are going to get anywhere within our training. I feel like the traditional thing, they will beg to differ 100%. They'll be like, no, no, uh, look, at I've got a million dollar winning racehorse. It's like, yeah, but do you know what? If you compared him and my horse, like, their happiness, if we could do, like, a happiness meter, <laughs> you know, like a welfare meter, you might find it's quite different. And that's not specifically towards racehorses. It could be a show jumper, it could be a dressage horse. Don't, don't, don't hit me for that. But do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I definitely think that we all 
as people need to be thinking about our training methods constantly and it annoys me that people are still so quick to jump on the stick hit they'll do what I say train because it doesn't work with some horses and then that horse gets a bad rap and that's not cool at all so just the whole scenario makes me really mad that happened yesterday I might have a chat about it next week could be the week after I don't want to throw shade and I won't be revealing names but I will be revealing the experience for my healing process because it was pretty it was pretty intense um but anyway, as you understand, I like to train with a horse who is wanting to be with me and wanting to spend time with me. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the basics of it. So hopefully there'll be a post over on Instagram tonight. I have another YouTube video coming up to do with my test on my um, YouTube channel, JMC Equine. Go and check it out. There is already a bunch of videos on there, which you can go and have a look at. There's some pretty cool stuff on there. Um, and yeah, no, I think that's all. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it is, I want to say it's Georgiana May. I think my username's Georgiana May. Go follow me on Twitter. I love Twitter. Twitter's great. Just started on that, and I'm definitely going to get into that. But um, anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in to A Horse's Journey. Bye, guys.